hosted by Miss Mo. I have actually no idea what sort of introduction I should be doing. We'll figure this out as we go along, okay? So this is my first actual welcome to full-length episode that I'm going to be doing. Uh, I've had a couple of false starts, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, these things happen. So to this week, I posted on my blog, um, The Cross Lifestyle, um, a blog post about idols, that you're as dumb as your idol. And lots of people just then came into the inbox and were asking me, what is an idol? How do you know that you have an idol in your life? And I was like, you know what? This could take forever of me posting a blog post every day. Okay, so instead of that, I'm just going to do a podcast and then send it out and people can listen in and then have questions. If you have questions, send a voice note and I will address them next week. So we're going to be dropping an episode of Hosted by Miss Mo every Thursday. Yeah, because I was like, you know what? I'm not about to do this whole everyday drop episode thing. It's too much pressure, yo. Too much pressure, no. So, what is an idol? According to Google, um, an idol is an image or a representation of a god used as an object of worship. Now, that in your mind just brings up, you know, carvings and pictures of Jesus and crosses and, you know, small fat people holding scrolls and whatnot, right? And you're thinking, yeah, that's an idol, right? Yeah, that like in the Old Testament, that usually was what um God meant when he said these people have idols because these guys would carve out of trees for themselves idols and sacrifice their kids to them, which is a different thing that we're not even going to address right now because you know what? Yeah, it's okay. But um, Tim Keller and Ezekiel 14 uh, verse 3 have a sort of different version of what an idol is. So I'm just going to read... um. Three versions of the same verse, Ezekiel 14, verse 3. I'm going to read the first one from Christian Standard Bible Version. That says, Son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and have put their sinful stumbling blocks in front of themselves. Should I actually let them inquire of me? Then uh, the Message Bible, which comes in with this urban swagged up type of voice, like, Son of man. These people have installed idols in their heart. They have embraced the wickedness that ruined them. Why should I even bother with their prayers? I'm like, yo, okay. Then the King's James Version says, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Yeah. Then Tim Keller basically says, Anything that is more important to you than God, anything that basically absorbs your heart and imagination more than God, anything you seek to give what only God can give. So let's break it down. So anything that absorbs your heart, anything that is in your heart all day, every day, anything that consumes your imagination, what are you daydreaming about? What What is just in your thoughts 24-7? And then anything you seek to give you something that only God can is an idol. That that brings that just brings like a whole lot of things on the list, like um, money, popularity, success, marriage, even your ministry can be an idol, if it if if it does all of these things. So basically, an idol is something that is in your heart. Anything that consumes your heart, it's a state of the heart. It's not. It doesn't necessarily have to be something physical that you can see. It can be um, it can be something intangible. So how um. How then do you see that this thing has become an idol? It's when you turn a good thing into a God thing. We can't say money is not good, okay? We can't say success is not good. But when we turn success into a God thing, it becomes your ultimate. You have taken 
um, that thing and made it an ultimate thing over God, then that's basically you've just um, you've just idolized that thing. All right. So what do idols do? Idols give you a sense of control instead um instead of god as in charge god is instead of you depending on god instead of you leaning on god idols give you a sense of control so my job i have if i if i work hard and get this promotion by this time if i do this if i do that if i read more if i go to this and do this i am basically in control my future yet i'm not supposed to be anxious about my future because you know that verse in matthew that says uh he takes care of the birds so what more you blah 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 yeah this is where it comes in so if if you find yourself um feeding into something that gives you control over your future when you become a master of your future by projecting um certain qualifications on something whether it's your phone your job your marriage like if i have great kids i would have made it in life that's an idol if i have a successful marriage i'm gonna have peace and happiness in my life that's an idol if you say when i find the perfect husband father hallelujah when boaz comes into my life then i have made it then you have made thing your idol you've made love an idol you've made relationships an idol questions to ask yourself so that you can identify idols in your life number one are you willing to compromise your belief for it how far are you willing to go? Are you are you willing to still kill lie? Are you willing to compromise the the beliefs and principles that your your Christian life um, stands on? Are you willing to do that? If 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 you're compromising, then eh, you know that's an idol right there. If you think you know what, I can't I can't be corrupt. I can't be taking bribes. But then at work, you're like, in order for me to get this promotion, I kind of need this client, and this client will only only deals in bribes if you're not able to then stand on your principle and say you know what maybe i could just do this one time that's an idol right there number two will you get angry if you can't do it or if you don't get it like i have a dream of travel y'all i want to travel i want to do i want to do year in year out of travel i want to see rome i want to see cuba i want to see zanzibar would I get angry if I can't do it? If I if I then get angry and bitter at God, at people, at the situation that I'm in, that is not allowing me to travel, I've made traveling an idol. Because my heart is saying, if I don't have this, I won't have peace and I won't have happiness. Then do you value that thing? What do you value above? Do you hurt people's feelings over that thing? Uh, when your kids mess up at school and you get angry at everybody and the teachers they know like yo if you mess with mrs anderson's kids she go come up here and she gonna trample on everybody's feelings then something is wrong right there like if if you're willing to just trample over other people's feelings because of a simple thing like money like you messed up this the cell and you get angry even though yeah, that person was lazy and incompetent, but really, you can't. We can't be going around just hurting other people's feelings. Love, remember, Wusa, love. Anyway, does it push you to God or does it pull you away from God? Because there's, a, I, I feel like there's a. There are good things. There are things that we want to have in life that push us towards God, but then there are things that pull us away. Like. The more you want it, the more it consumes your time, it consumes your resources, and everything about becomes about it and not about God. For example, your ministry. Because you know, I I I I this year I was pretty active in our youth program at church, but then it became about did I do the prayer? Did I 
um, how many people came to the church, how many people, how many ties did they get today, how much did they get making ties today. And it became more about the activities and the ministry than it became about why am I serving in the first place. Ministry can and, and will become an idol if not handled correctly. It, it will push you away from God instead of pushing you towards towards God. And I already mentioned this. What are you daydreaming about? Just each time you get a free, a free moment in your head, you're like, oh my God. Oh, no. He's a host. Just get him as if I could go like that. Y'all, I would be set for life. And um, how do you cope or comfort yourself when things go bad? Are you turning to drinking? Are you turning to sleeping? Are you turning to TV? Are you turning to sex? Are you turning to money? Who is your comfort? And what I found this really interesting. I found this on on, on, on Google. Like, what answered prayer would make? What unanswered prayer would make you seriously think about turning away from God? Like, what's that one prayer that you really want? Like, God, I want a husband. Like, God, I want to be successful. If you were not, since it's unanswered, if it was not to be answered ever, would it then be like, you know what, this God thing is not working out. Um, no, I'm not going to have, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that life anymore. You, you got that in your head, right? That's your idol right there. Smack dab, you have identified your idol right there. But just that question. And anything else that basically takes out your time and your energy and your resources, and also just check your phone content. Just check your laptop content. What's on your social media? What's what's consuming your social media? What are you browsing online? What are you listening to? What's your playlist like? Is it all Beyonce? Is it all you song? You might because you know what sometimes I know say that people are idolizing musicians and you just think oh no it's Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh my god, um Cardi B, this, you are idolizing Cardi B and whatnot and whatnot but do you know that just being consumed by Hillsong is also idolizing like just you saying you know what I can't get into like a spirit of I can't get into that realm of worship it's not Hillsong I just can't you know if it's not Kim Walker Smith I just don't feel like the anointing you know the the anointing is not on me because it's not Kim Walker Smith guys or y'all I can't even listen to anybody but Israel Hutton like y'all that everybody else just doesn't have that thing you know everybody else just doesn't have that thing right there so just check <laughs> i know i you know what when i saw this i was like yo because there are, there are songs that i legit won't listen to because they were covered by a certain like oh my god it's bethel oh my god no i don't love their covers yo you know what nope so i want you right now um to to make a list of the things that are the most important to you the things that consume your thoughts time and energy and resources um the things that you think might be idols now i know i know most of you guys are going to just write god right on number one right there so and then you're gonna write church and what what just bash them all together just say god god and crew okay just god church ministry whatever there's god i know most of you write god first and then you'll be like family then you'll be like love then you'll be like my job and whatnot so i'm just gonna wait like i'm just gonna pause for like five seconds two three four five ding 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 you're done okay so i'm assuming your list has god success ministry right now here's the kicker though just because god is on your is first on your list doesn't mean you don't have idols in your life let me explain you know exodus 20 verse 3 i'm gonna read it from the king's james version it says thou shall have no other gods before me 
you and from the English Standard Version it says, You shall have no other gods before me. And I think we we take that verse in a literal sense and we say, if I have God on number one, then everything is, is free and fine. If I have God on number one, then everything is free and fine and I'm not idolizing. But hold up, hold up. Before literally means in my face, God was basically saying, Don't you dare have no gods in front of me. Don't have any other gods in front of me. In other words, I'm the only God you got I have. I'm the only God that, that that's in your life. I don't even want to have no number two, number three, number four, number five, number things of, of things that are most important to you. So you're gonna ask me next, Mo, uh, what does this mean then? What does this mean? Because it's it's natural for us to have ambition and attachments, especially when God has given us so many good things to enjoy, like you know what family is a good thing that can be enjoyed ministry is a thing that you can enjoy doing you can enjoy serving and you know marriage is amazing right i'm not married putting it out there <laughs> okay oh my god okay really back in really back in god has given us so many things to enjoy and us as being humans and we fail a lot because of the way our hearts are set up we're always just gonna have things that are deeply attached so how then do you evict or get rid of idols from that list it's, it's, it's really quite simple love god more you need to love god more than everything else that's on your list they pale in comparison ephesians 3 verse 19 says and to know Christ's love, um, this is from the Christian Standard Bible, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So when you need to be in a state of fullness of God. You need to be so full of the love of God and God in you that there's no space. Like, it don't even matter if you got money or not today. It won't even matter if your marriage is on the... Okay, it would matter. It won't even matter if you're married or not. It wouldn't even matter if your kids are the best kids or not. Like, you'll be so full of God that everything else is, is surpassed. Um, and then um, there is a whole up. There is Philip, Philippians, Philip, 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 Philippians, Philippians, Philippians 3 verse 8. Where are you? Okay. More than that. So I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like St. Paul right here. Um, Christians and the Bible says more than that. I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I've suffered the loss of all things and considered them as dung so that I might gain Christ. English Standard Version. Okay, the Message Bible says, um, because of Christ, yes, all the things I thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. It's dog dung. It's the shti. So basically, when you know Christ and you are consumed by him, I'm talking about, I'm talking about level you wake up and you just Christ, 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 and everything is about Jesus and love and God. You become so full that everything you thought was significant pales and it becomes dog dung. It becomes cow dung. It becomes insignificant. It becomes dololo, as I like to say, okay? So how do you, how do you then get yourself full of god you do your bible study you need to you need to inhale the bible okay you need to be snorting it up 
know everything because it's the word of God and it's basically the manual instruction. You feel closer to him each time you do your Bible study. You need to pray and you need to fast. You need to be consumed. I'm talking about that consuming fire. You know that song, my all consuming fire you are. You know, you need to be that type of level. So, wow, I've been rambling for like almost um, 20 minutes straight by myself and it sounds weird but I had fun with y'all guys. I hope um, you have managed to identify the idols in your life. That it's not only the physical things. It's also like the things that are in your heart. Things that are in your heart and are consuming your time, energy and resources. It's just consuming your thoughts. Um, and I hope you've been able to just to know how to identify the idols in your life. It's not only things that are you're willing to compromise for. Things that you're valuing above other people. Um, things that are, uh, that are pulling you away from God. And things that are comforting you. Um, things that make you question your faith things that make you want to walk away if you would not get it just realize that just because god is first in your life doesn't mean you don't have idols you need to realize that god said he wants no other gods in front of him he ain't trying to he's not about that life okay it's like saying i have a boyfriend i have the main chick i have the main dude then i have side chicks like no god is just trying to he's not trying to be your main item he's trying to be your only thing he's trying to it's gonna be just you and him it's not about you having a main god and then like a bunch of side gods he's not about that life okay god is not about having side gods to get rid of these idols it's just to make it all about him so that everything else in comparison it's like having red and so i hope i hope you had fun subscribe like applause this podcast when you get it and i'll see you guys i'll host you guys next week on thursday hopefully i'll have a better intro than the one that i had today and i'll have a better outro this has been hosted by miss mo let's stay i love you